Hey, OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius, and you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode with OT Genius. Today, I have a very special guest. He is actually my pastor, uh, Pastor Abdi Sayas. He is the uh, lead pastor at Burrell Vineyard here in Miami, the Burrell area more specifically. Um, And so he has played a very influential role in my personal growth, spiritually speaking, and, you know, in terms of personal development. And I thought that it would be really, really good to have him on the show. So I just want to give him an opportunity to for him to tell us a little bit about himself, Pastor Abdi. Uh, welcome. And so tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, sure. Jess, thanks so much for having me on the show and absolutely love you and your hubby. Moise, and um, it's been such an honor to be walking with you guys for this time uh, before you guys got married to you guys got married. We'd go on double dates. Remember when we met <laughs> Pino at, at the, that was awesome. So was no, awesome. Um, I absolutely love you guys. And it's an honor. I'm so asked, uh, glad you asked me to, to be on, on the call. So anything I can do, anything I can share, but I, uh, I, I'm not an OT guy, but I've been, orientated into the OT world. So I know (laughs) about it, um, but I can, whatever my two cents are worth, I'd love to offer that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So Pastor Abdi, one of the things that I know a lot of students ask themselves and even ask me is how do I decide on an occupational therapy program. And, you know, and my personal belief as a, as a Christian is that I think a great, you know, thing to do is to, to, to pray about it and bring it up to God. Um, so what would you recommend or how can we involve God in our decision making when it comes to choosing a graduate school program for ourselves? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And uh, specifically, whenever I help to counsel folks about making major decisions, and this is a major decision, other things that I'm involved with is helping people decide, should I get married? Should I have kids? What career should I go for? What major should I choose? You know, uh, so many things. Should we move? Should we not? Should we buy a car? I, I help, you know, and I always go back to five things five things that I think can really help you. And I would say that if you can align these five things, if it's yes, 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 then definitely pull the trigger. Go for it. That's that's what you should do. 
Um, and so I'm going to share with you five things really quickly that I think help with making major decisions, any kind of major decision, but especially uh, decisions like this, that, you know, what school should I pick? This is what I would recommend. So the first one is commanding scripture, right? So, uh, you know, what does the Bible say? How does, you know, as I'm reading the Bible on a, on a daily basis, how, what is it saying to me? One of the things, for example, I've been asking God as we start 2022, like, hey, what is a word for the year? And I don't know if you remember, Jess, but you actually said it to me as we were talking earlier. But my word personally is intentionality. That's my word for the year. And I felt like through scripture, it just kept coming up and up and up. And I'm like, okay, I think God's trying to say something, right? So the first thing is, is commanding scripture. What is God saying to me in scripture? The next one is compelling spirit. What do I feel like God is leading me to, right? Some of these things might be a little bit abstract and a little bit hard to like really pin down and say, okay, I'm not really sure. And that's okay. It's okay to have a question mark on some of these. But as you try to make decisions, maybe there is a yes for this one. Maybe there's a question mark for this one, but there's a yes for this one and a, and a question mark for this one and a yes. So you're like three out of five. All right. I think I can, because a lot of our life is, we're never really going to have even in any decision, we're never really going to be a hundred percent sure. Mm. We're never going to have every, every question answered. There's always going to be a little bit of a risk doubt involved. And so, but I usually use these five things and man, based on, this is my best guess, right? It's like any doctor, any mechanic, you know, whenever you take the car and they're like, how come my car's not working? Okay. What's the noise here? What's the noise here? Okay. I've heard that before. So my best guess is this, but I'm not a hundred. I mean, you know, no mechanic or doctor is ever a hundred percent sure, but we just gotta, you know, these are five markers I use to help me make decisions. So first one, commanding scripture. Second one is compelling spirit. The third one is common sense. Like, does it make sense for where I'm at in my life right now? Does it make sense to go to this, uh, you know, OT school? It, does this make sense? The teachers I've interviewed, I've done, you know, uh, I, I feel like this is a possible, it's on my top three list or something, you know? So I would common sense. The next one is counsel of the saints. So what does that mean? It means talking to other people who want the best for you. Uh, a yeah. good one. Parents are good ones. Best friends are good ones. What are, what are they saying? So the counsel of the saints. The last one is circumstantial science. What does it look like? I just had a conversation with a cousin of mine who was trying to make a decision between what college to go to. And, you know, she made her, she made her decision because look, my brother just moved to the Midwest and there's a school that accepted me in the Midwest. So, you know what? That makes sense. Like my circumstances where I'm at now on the East coast doesn't make sense to stay out here. I'm going to move because the school's accepted me. My brother's there. I'm going to have better. Yeah. You know, so circumstantial signs. So five things real quick, again, commanding scripture, the spirit, what is the spirit saying? Compelling spirit, right? Then the council of the saints. And then uh, the fifth one, circumstantial signs. And then the uh, common sense. What is it? Just common sense. What is it to do? So that's how I would choose what OT school to go to. That, that is awesome. That's really, really good. My favorite one too that you mentioned is to is seeing what others have to say. That's why 
you know, I think community is really important. And it, guys, if you're in the process of trying to choose a program, that's also why I created the OT Genius community. And that's why let's talk about it. You know, let's see if it does make sense for you. And if it, the circumstances are there and it, it, is it being part of a trend that maybe God is trying to reveal to you, right? So I think that those are really, really key. I, I appreciate that input, Pastor Abdi. Um, so I, I I was telling you earlier that when I was an OT student, one of the hardest things uh, was um, having, I think, a relationship with God just because I was so busy and I was making other things a priority, right? So, you know, when I was in OT school, I was full-time student. I was a full-time student. I was working as a part-time waitress. I had family and I definitely was still hanging out with my friends uh, who I keep in touch with today. And so, you know, but the idea of me being involved in a community with other Christians and intentionally going over scripture or, you know, even praying, like I, I can say that that was not there. And so you know, here's my next question to you is how would, how can we balance as a busy occupational therapy student, um, all the things that we have to do in life and a relationship with God? Like, you know, <laughs> so I don't know, like, what do you have to say about that pastor? Yeah. So I would say that, it never stops. Trying to balance life, busyness with God, relationship with God, it never stops. And we are always trying, refiguring, configuring, reassessing. It's a process. You're going to fail. You're going to make some progress. But I will tell you that it is critical, important to do it, like not just to say, okay, I'm going to put it on hold, until mm-hmm. I get done with school, but it is imperative to figure it out while you're in it. Why? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't build those foundational principles of taking out time to foster that relationship with God, to be a part of a, of a faith community, then you, if you can't figure it out now, you're going to have less success later. This is probably, and I know it sounds crazy and it doesn't really make sense, but this is probably as easiest as it's going to be for you to figure out how to incorporate your faith and practicing your faith, being a part of the faith community now that it will be later in life. Why do I say that? Because it gets exponentially crazier. As you get older, you're going to have a lot more responsibilities, a lot more things to do. You know, marriage is going to play a part. Um, kids are going to play a part. Things are going to play a part in your life that are just going to throw even more wrenches. So if you can't figure it out at the inception, right, as you, and my, my recommendation is don't even wait to get involved in the faith community when you start, this, you know, OT school. Get involved beforehand and see how OT school can actually fit into that paradigm as opposed to you fitting your faith into the paradigm of school. And, and like I said, you're always going to be figuring out, you're always going to be like back and forth, fail at sometimes and do better at other times. I remember when I was a full-time student, it was a long time ago. I'm a lot older than you, Jen. <laughs> but I, you know, I did seminary. I, it was, you know, 90.5 credit hours. It was three years of, of seminary. I did, you know, undergrad as well. And, and one of the things I found, and I learned this through trial and error, was that 
whenever I would make God a priority, you know, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, if we seek God first and his righteousness and his kingdom, all these other things are going to be added to us. You guys, I, I cannot tell you, Jess, I cannot tell you how many times, you know, I would be Sunday night knowing I have an exam the next day, maybe nothing to do with Bible, just like maybe a liberal arts class I had to take or I took uh, because I like a lot of stuff, right? And I exam the next day, but it's Sunday night and there's an opportunity to go to church. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I got to study. There's no other way around it. But then other decisions, I decided, no, I'm going to put God first and trust God to help me with my studying that I'm going to squeeze in a little later. Maybe I'm going to sleep a little less, or maybe I'm going to skip breakfast and use that, you know, however I can do it. But whenever I would do it, it would pay off exponentially. (laughs) That's awesome. It was a faith thing. You know, we talk about, you know, in our faith, we don't really use the word karma, but we know what that means in our culture, right? And it's in the Bible, it talks about sowing and reaping. And it's the same concept, right? It's whatever you sow, you're going to reap, right? So if you sow time, your time into something that is spiritual, it's going to reap spiritual benefits for you. Who knows if that is what you need to open up your mind to to be able to take a concept that you were knocking your head up again, you couldn't understand in Otisco. And all of a sudden, because you decided to give this moment five minutes of prayer, you know, or some time to Bible read or some time to go to church an hour, hour and a half or whatever to go to church, you come back, God will. Now I, it's like I said, uh, and I'm done with this part, but, but you know, it's give and take, right? You're going to fail forward. The, The important thing is that you keep trying to incorporate your faith into your life as much as possible and make it a priority, make it a priority. Cause the scripture says, seek him first, not seek him second. Not make OT school priority and then God's, mm. no, no, no. It's how can we incorporate, right? How can we incorporate? And the truth is, you know, when I was in, in seminary and undergrad, my involvement with my faith community was limited, but it was still there, right? That's my point. It's not that you have to, you know, maybe later in life, you're at a, at a place where you had a good rhythm and you can serve more at the church and you can be more involved. And that's different. You give two or three hours you know, a week to church. Hey, that's a different story. You're at a different place. But but the important thing is to incorporate it now. Very neat. Um, I love how you said to incorporate it before you get into OT school. That, that, that is so key. So, like, I'll just share this quick story, like, where I think the light bulb just kind of flipped for me, so to speak. And it showed me how good and gracious God still is, despite me not even make like you know what I mean like with my flaws like I said I was not really involved in the church it was just hard for me or like you know and so yeah maybe my heart was there but I just was not making it a priority and so I remember I had struggled to get into OT school because of my grades and then I finally got in and I have this acceptance letter in my hand that's shouting off the walls right and then my stepfather he says these words to me that I was like whoa you're right he said, I hope you realize that this is not possible without him. I was like, whoa, you're, you're right. <laughs> and it just humbled me so quick, you know, like real, real quick. Because as a preoccupational therapy student, it's very easy to think I got in. I retook the classes. I got that score to the admissions. Essay, and I did the admissions essay well. And I did this. So I got in. 
right? And it just reminded me of how gracious God is. It just reminded me of like, whoa, I really, like, I need to, like, not forget about God in the middle of this process. And so, but yeah, I agree. It's just so critical. And, and to make him a priority, he is a bigger priority uh, like than OT school itself. Seek his kingdom first, like you said. So I really, really appreciate that, Pastor. So I don't know if you have any other last words for us. And um, after that, then, uh, you know, we just appreciate your time and you being with us. But, um, you know, any other words of wisdom for our students as they pursue graduate studies in the world of occupational therapy? You know, I, I would love, could I pray? I just, I yes. would, uh, just, to, you know, a minute or two in prayer, because, you know, we just believe in this stuff that stuff works, right? When we pray, changes <laughs> things. And it's like what you were saying, you know, I love what you were saying about, you know, you couldn't have done this without God. When we, when we include him, in our process. First, include him, invite him in, right? And after we invite him in to our hearts and we want him to be number one, make him a priority, then he begins to lead us and guide us. And that's really where the direction we need to go. God helps us. to. He shows us, right? When we invite him into our lives and we make him a priority, he will direct our path. That's what the scripture says, right? Um, Trust in the Lord, with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Like you were saying, I got in, I worked hard. I deserve to get into OT school. Well, yes, you did work hard. You did get in, you do deserve to get in there, but don't forget that before all of that, you got God before that, you know, trust in him with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So I'm going to pray. Father, would you just bless every single person hearing the show? And I just pray, Lord, I think the devil does not call people to be OT specialists, occupational therapists. He just doesn't call it. It's God who calls people to this profession. And so I pray, God, for a special um, blessing over each occupational therapy potential, student, graduate, every single person involved in this process, that you would lead them in the way that they should go and that they would hide your word in their hearts, that they would make your priority, put you first in all that they say, all that they do, and you'll direct their path. I bless them today in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much, so much. So if you enjoyed our talk, you actually can listen to more of Pastor Abdi's sermon. Uh, he is on Facebook. You can find Doral Vineyard Church on Facebook. Just look up Doral Vineyard Church. Uh, and you can listen to the sermons online if you are not in the Miami area. We're also he, they're also on Instagram, and and you can find them on YouTube too. Just look up Darrell Vineyard Church, and you'll see more of what Pastor Abdi has to say. So um, I hope you all enjoyed it, and I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, 
Get Me Into OT School on the homepage and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.